And what an incredible morning this has been so far, being together as the body of Christ. I trust you are all feeling blessed to be here. Is that true? I feel blessed to be here, and I hope you do too. There's something really beautiful about coming together and being in this space together to worship and pray and lean into God's word together. Do you feel it? Do you feel how special it is to be here together? Now, I know circumstances prevent some of us from being here in person, and so we are so thankful for the technology we have and our AV team at the back who are true professionals who um, just allow for, you know, those at home who can't be here to tune in, and we are so thankful for them. And we're thankful for those of you at home tuning in just now. We're so happy that you've chosen to worship with us. And I want to speak to you for a minute. I know that when you are ready and willing and able to join us in person again, we would love to have you here in this room with us. It's my privilege to be back up here breaking open the Word of God with you today. And I get to continue on with our new sermon series that Fred introduced last week, this, this idea of reimagine church. And so our hope in sharing this series together is that it will help us to imagine again, or to reimagine anew um, our place in this world, our place in Newmarket, Aurora, York region as Christ's church. We live in an amazing community, don't we? You all know this to be true. I'm still discovering it, but it is an amazing, amazing community, and we have the freedom to worship. We have the freedom to share our faith without fear. We have the freedom to serve our community out of our love for Jesus. So let's never take this for granted or become complacent with this or apathetic or stuck in a rut or just stuck in our ways. Instead, let's choose to reimagine together, to think again our place as Christ's church here in our beautiful, incredible community. And I get excited about this because we're not just talking about uh, some institution or some tradition or some organization. We are talking about how the church came to be. And it came to be because of Jesus. And we sang all about that just moments ago. And the morning that you rose, all of heaven held its breath till that stone was moved for good and the lamb had conquered death and the dead rose from their tombs and the angels stood in awe for the souls of all who'd come to the Father are restored. And the church of Christ was born. Amen. And the spirit lit the flame. Now this gospel truth of old shall not kneel, shall not faint by his blood and in his name and his freedom I am free. For the love of Jesus Christ who has resurrected me. This is the church. 
This is church. When we talk about church, we're talking about something holy, and we're talking about something sacred. And the beautiful thing about it is that we all get to be a part of it. So this morning, we're going to consider how the church is the body of Christ. This is one of the beautiful and mysterious ways that Scripture defines and explains to us our purpose and our role as the body of Christ. Our passage of Scripture this morning says this. Thank you, Kelly, for reading that for us. Just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ, we who are many form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. So to help us grasp this idea of being the body of Christ, let's for a moment consider what we learn from Scripture about this sacred and mysterious truth. In the Old Testament, you will recall the temple. It's where we are told God dwelled at that time. Fred mentioned this a little bit last week as well. But what I want to share about the temple with you was that God's dwelling in the temple, it was visible. There are instances where fire came down um, from heaven and God's glory filled the temple. And it was visible to the people. It was physically visible to the people. God's temple, his presence in his temple, was visible. The temple was the physical place where heaven and earth intersected. Now, let's consider culture and context here, because this is before God sent Jesus into our world. There were many rules about entering the temple. Again, Fred talked a little bit about this last week. Rules about who could enter, um, where and when they could enter the temple. They had to offer sacrifices for forgiveness um, from their sins. They had to go through the priests. And this is the way in which God was present on earth with people in the Old Testament. This is how and where God dwelled in the Old Testament. Now, broad strokes from the New Testament, God sends Jesus to be the final sacrifice for our sin. Jesus dies on the cross for the sins of our world. He rises again, praise God, and in ascending back to heaven, he gives those of us who believe in him the gift of his Holy Spirit. We could just sing King of Kings again (laughs) right here, I think. It fits so beautifully. And so... Through Jesus and his spirit with us, we become the temple where the Lord dwells. We become and are God's physical temple on earth. Together then, together, we are all building blocks in God's holy temple. Ephesians 2, 19 to 22 says this, So then, you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone in whom the whole structure, being joined together, grows into a holy temple in the Lord. 
In him, you also are being built together into a dwelling place for God by the Spirit. So my church, we're joined together. We're being built together to form a dwelling place for God on earth. Northridge Community Church is a dwelling place for God on earth. It's a dwelling place for God in Newmarket, Aurora. And it's a dwelling place for God because you and I are here. And we bring Jesus into this space with us every week. He is our unifier. And he is building and moving and working in all of us so that we can share his presence with others on this earth. I wanted to highlight these temple pieces with you before we looked at being the body together because I believe it informs our role and purpose as the body. I think often when we talk about being the body of Christ or we hear about being the body, we equate it with our gifts and our um, roles and our purposes and our working at it. And while that's absolutely part of it, I believe the foundation has to be, has to be understanding and acknowledging first that we are a part of something sacred and holy. I think sometimes we forget that. That we are a part of something sacred and holy. And so let's never lose sight of this. May this continually be our starting point. Forgive us, God, when we treat church other than anything that's sacred and holy. And so out of this truth, that being we are connected to something sacred and holy, we lean into what it means to be the body of Christ. Our passage of scripture today is really about living and connecting with one another and about serving together in and through and with Jesus. Jesus is our unifier. We are all members of his body, scripture says. And as members, God has given us each our own gifts. And I don't know about you, but this is freeing for me. I know I don't have to sing like Felicia or Rebecca or Cameron. Um, I don't have to play drums like David or guitar like Todd or work the camera at the back like Gord and do all the technology back there like Andrew and John this morning. I don't have to cook like Patty Daw. I, I don't have to make coffee like Rob and Carla or beautiful volunteers out there this morning. I get to show up and just be my God-created self. And you get to show up and be your God-created self. I spent years of my life, years of my life, comparing myself to others. Praise God that I've arrived in the place where I don't do that anymore. 
And I don't want you to do that either. And God doesn't want you to do that. Most importantly, God doesn't want you to do that. We do not all have the same function, and we're not meant to. And our passage of Scripture tells us this. Just listen to how it's worded this time from the message paraphrase. In this way, we are like the various parts of a human body. Each part gets its meaning from the body as a whole, not the other way around. The body we're talking about is Christ's body of chosen people. Each of us finds our meaning and function as a part of his body. But as a chopped off finger or cut off toe, we wouldn't amount to much, would we? So since we find ourselves fashioned into all of these excellently formed and marvelously functioning parts in Christ's body, let's just go ahead and be what we were made to be without enviously or pridefully comparing ourselves with each other or trying to be something we aren't. God has plans for his sacred church that we are all included in. We all have a role and a purpose and gifts to use for his church. Every single one of us. Every single one of us. And this shouldn't be a stressful truth for you. This should be a peaceful truth for you this morning. You are a part of God's brilliant, sacred, incredible, holy church. I can't say that enough this morning. And what's more is that God's inviting us in this season to reimagine, to imagine again what that purpose might be. This is a season to get out of the spiritual ruts we find ourselves in, whatever they might be, and to intentionally realign ourselves with God's desires. And let's not just think about Sundays. This is about being the body of Christ, not just on Sunday when we gather, but daily. How do we lean into and live out our calling as the body of Christ daily? So what might this look like? Understanding that as a member of the body of Christ, as a member of Christ's church, we are part of something sacred and holy that is far greater than ourselves, is number one this morning, my friends. We are part of something sacred and holy. As members of the body, I think before we come together, before we serve, um, before we step outside into our community, before we speak, perhaps, we ought to pray. Whether we pray on our own or with others, both are valuable And both will help us live into our roles as members of the body of Christ. As members of the body, we can practice the presence of God. Let's revisit that spiritual practice that Jacob introduced us to a few months ago. We are aligning ourselves with God's holy presence and leading in our lives as we connect with people and as we serve in whatever capacity that is when we practice the presence of God, that awareness of his presence with us. Another way we lean into and live out our calling as a member of the body of Christ is to sincerely 
sincerely love one another. Our passage of scripture expands on this. I'm going to read it again from the Amplified Translation this time. Love is to be sincere and active, the real thing, without guile and hypocrisy. Hate what is evil, detest all ungodliness, do not tolerate wickedness, hold on tightly to what is good, be devoted to one another with authentic brotherly affection as members of one family, give preference to one another in honor, never lagging behind in diligence, a glow in the spirit, enthusiastically serving the Lord, constantly rejoicing in hope because of our confidence in Christ, steadfast and patient in distress, devoted to prayer, continually seeking wisdom, guidance, and strength contributing to the needs of God's people, pursuing the practice of hospitality. Bless those who persecute you, who cause you harm or hardship. Bless and do not curse them. Rejoice with those who rejoice, sharing others' joy, and weep with those who weep, sharing others' grief. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty conceited, self-important, exclusive, but associate with humble people, those with a realistic self-view. Do not overestimate yourself. Never repay anyone evil for evil. Take thought for what is right and gracious and proper in the sight of everyone. If possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Wise words. May they truly be a reflection of who we are as individual members of the body of Christ. May this describe how we respond to one another in our church, in our community, in our families, our neighborhoods. Just imagine, reimagine with me if we all lived this out daily. I think everyone would truly, truly see Jesus in us if we lived this out daily. And that's our role. And that's our mission as the body of Christ, is to just point people to Jesus, to reflect Jesus, to share Jesus, to speak Jesus. There's one final thought I want to share with you this morning. And as I thought about preparing my sermon today, there's a lot of thought that happens before words actually get written down or typed up. And I realized that God had aligned some things for me in my schedule this week, things that were scheduled well in advance. This passage of scripture was chosen weeks ago, and there's particular things that lined up for me this week that truly allowed me to experience 
a reimagining of the body of Christ here at Northridge. I'm not going to go into great detail about my week, but I do want to share one piece with you. I was blessed to be able to participate in our ESL Bible study and conversation cafe this week. Absolutely blessed. Blessed. And I sat around the table with women from various parts of the world. China, from Iran, from Sri Lanka, um, Argentina. And we studied the Bible together under the leadership of Sue Allen, who is fantastic. But I came away from this experience thinking, wow, what a beautiful picture of the body of Christ. And so in my experience of reimagining the body of Christ this week, I am reimagining Northridge as a church of all nations. When we think of our community, think of our demographics, we're an incredible, diverse, rich community. There's incredible diversity around us. Can you reimagine with me our church being a church of all nations unified through Jesus Christ? Francis Chan in his book Letters to the Church has said this, and he's addressing just the sheer amazement of the body of Christ here, and he says this, Through the cross, people of every nation and tongue become members of one body? Amazing. God himself is joining his creation and allowing them to be a part of his body? Unbelievable. This was his plan all along. There was going to come a day when Almighty God would dwell with the people of all races. They would be brought to complete unity, forming one temple which would be a dwelling place for God. He goes on to say, when we see the church from God's perspective, when we appreciate it from God's, according to God's design, we're left in wonder. Who but God could come up with such a beautiful and ingenious plan? We join together as the body of Christ, no matter who we are or where we're from, because of Jesus. He is our unifier. He unites us. We love one another, and we serve this church and our community because of Jesus. Because of what he's done for us. Because of his example. He calls on us to love one another. We get to be a part of God's holy and beautiful and sacred church. Because of Jesus. And so as the body of Christ is individual members of his body. As building blocks in his holy temple, 
We, we have the privilege of being able to reflect his glory and his love and his peace and his goodness and his grace and his salvation and the list goes on. We have the privilege, the calling, the blessing, the role of reflecting Jesus in our community. And we do this by bringing Jesus into everything, into every space, every conversation, work, home, neighborhood, church. We bring Jesus into it all. We reflect him, we speak him. Let's pray together. God, we give you thanks for the gift of church, for how incredible and holy and sacred and brilliant it is. Forgive us, God, when we treat church as anything less than holy and sacred. Thank you that you have created a space and a place for us where you can dwell through your spirit, God, on this earth. You dwell through us. And whether that's here in your church or out around our community or in our homes, God, you dwell through us. And so help us to be faithful in obeying your word and in reflecting Christ-likeness and in choosing love and grace above all else. God, may Northridge Community Church be a church, God, that is unified through your son Jesus, through your spirit. May we be a church, God, of all nations coming together, worshiping you, living for you, serving our community out of our love for you. You've given us this incredible gift of church. May we never, never take it for granted. May we always just reimagine and imagine our place and our role within it. God, and be willing and cheerful and ready to serve and to be all that you've made us and created, created us to be. Help us to lean into our gifts, our individual gifts, because we know collectively, God, they bring you so much glory. They create such opportunity for others to witness, God, your holy presence. We love you, and we just want to point people to you, Jesus. Help us to speak Jesus everywhere we go. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.